Influence, the global podcast that shines a spotlight on the influencer marketing industry. Welcome to Influence, the global podcast that shines a spotlight on the influencer marketing industry. I'm Gordon Glenister, and in this edition, I'll be talking to two established influencers about their experiences and particularly around the current COVID-19 pandemic. So what we're facing right now is a global emergency never seen since World War II. And there's no real blueprint for this. Many of us are facing self-isolation, fear of losing our income or jobs, the stress of living in a confined environment and being worried about catching the illness itself. However, maybe it's also a once in a lifetime chance to try something new. And for those of you that aren't used to working from home, what's it been like? Have you tried Zoom, Skype, Microsoft Teams? I attended one of those recently with over 80 people. It was insane. I have to say it was really well managed to stop people talking all at the same time. And then what about keeping fit? What are we doing to look after ourselves and, and eat well? Loads of people have now been tuning into various workouts online. So I wanted to catch up with two uh, individuals who take the fitness regime quite seriously. One is Rob Eads, who runs his own Instagram channel, The Lean Student Chef, and also fitness influencer James Middleton. So I was keen to find out how they are coping with the current status quo. I think our story will probably be quite similar. Uh, James has done a big push getting his live workouts together and really trying to adapt to the situation. And I've kind of done exactly the same really over the last couple of weeks. I tried to create, well, managed to create just about and launched last night uh, the homefitnessplan.com, which is month-long plan of workouts that people can do with zero equipment from their own home. Maximum was 20 minutes, so it sort of fits into everyone's schedule. And it's just been a question of realizing that the world isn't going to be the same for a while and how I've made money up till now and my brand relationships and all that kind of thing is going to be put on hold. So what can I do to try and add some value to people that are also in the same situation and at the same time help to dig myself out of it? Possible, really. uh, that's quite an interesting point sometimes by doing something for other people there is a there is a sense that you feel better yourself don't you yeah for sure and, and if you can sort of kill two birds with one stone then all the better but yeah i mean I, I won't sort of sit here and say like i didn't lick my wounds for a while and didn't think what the hell am i going to do and didn't get pretty anxious and down but fortunately like i've also lucky that i managed to do that with my girlfriend so we've sort of helped each other through it a bit and things are looking on the rise mm. <laughs> which is great news obviously mm. but again like i'm also fully aware of the fact that i'm not necessarily one that's been hit the hardest by this and and sort of every little thing we can do to help each other out right now is is a good thing 100 percent. And, and james what has it been for you yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd agree largely with, with Rob, Rob saying. I mean, Rob, it's only been one week. For me, doing the live workouts that I'm doing every day on my Instagram is a great kind of way of getting a community. I think the biggest thing and, and what I realized on Instagram, particularly in this period is now, is that initially when I saw these live workouts coming up and all these, you know, home workouts, I was thinking, oh, here we go. But actually, it's I think it's fantastic. And I think the, the big thing now, particularly for, for guys like Rob and myself and, and all the other influencers who have a platform, it's about making people feel, you know, as if you're with them on their level. You know, we sometimes get carried away with what we do that it's all the kind of the me show sometimes. But actually, like, this is now all about us interacting with people asking how people are doing, you know, doing lives, 
bringing people on like that sort of sense of community we've seen it with the nhs it's been amazing and i think that's the kind of responsibility that a lot of us need to to take on board now and one thing i said last night's people and, and i'm trying to to do myself is just to take every day as it comes and not think about the following day the next week how long this is going on for because that's that's a dangerous mindset to be in and, mm. and can really um, become quite demoralizing and it's interesting to see some of the big uh, sports stars now football players cricket players now realizing that you know they've, they they can't play football can't play cricket what are they what are they doing and uh, there is this, you use the word community, which I think is a really important word. Uh, it's a great way for uh, uh, influencers to be able to uh, share that support with them and, and help them. Um, because, I mean, some people are being sort of furloughed, as, as we've now called it, um, so actually don't have anything to do. And of course, boredom is a real challenge for some people and having some form of focus to keep their mind fit as well as their body I think is really important would you agree 100% I think boredom is definitely a word again that I think springs to mind and I think just occupying yourself where you know it doesn't have to be you know some people don't want to do hit workouts and jump around their living room you know some people just want to go on long half an hour 45 minutes minute walks and that's great and you know, we, we can get very easily distracted, particularly myself when it's all kind of, you know, fitness, fitness, exercise. But we've got to look past that as well and think about, you know, our mental state because, 100%. you know, admittedly over the weekend, I was feeling a little bit anxious, a little bit kind of bogged down by it. Um, I started thinking, gosh, like, is this really going to be what it's like for the next, you know, months, two months? And, you know, I think, you, you know, you can be the happiest, fittest person through all of this, but you're, you, you might still be very unhappy, you know, uh, upstairs in your mind and i think it's mm. it's trying to find something that that you can occupy yourself with whether it's you know for me i love listening to podcasts reading books just reading random stuff i just started reading sapiens you know the history of mankind i mean like, i never in my wildest dreams did i think i'd read this book but i just thought let's just try something different that's not fitness related and yeah and definitely do something that's interesting i, I was going to say i think also boredom and loneliness are pretty sort of tightly in bed together as, as concepts because it can lead to the other in terms of if you're feeling lonely and you're feeling by yourself if you're at least entertained and doing things that make you feel like you've got a routine and you're busy that's one step of dealing with that i think so if you can sort of counteract that loneliness with being busy and feeling like you're, you're learning and being positive it's a way to try and counteract it, I suppose. Mm. Mm. And what about the elderly, though? What about I don't know if you, you presumably you've got grandparents and things where they're completely isolated, and how do how do they keep fit um, as as well? Because they would have gone out for walks. I know my my mother and father have done in the past, and they're feeling now as though they shouldn't be, and they need to be having support. Yeah, I mean, funnily enough, my, I was I was facetiming my grandparents yesterday, and they're, <laughs> they're already calling it they're in prison. Really? They're saying lightheartedly, but I think there is a sense of feeling sort of penned in, and and I, I think also the important thing to do is is remember that in the grand scheme of things, this isn't that long. I mean, even if we're mm. stuck for six months, yeah. Uh, if, if I mean, my between my grandparents, they're eighties plus. They've had eighty years. They should hopefully get another. <laughs> 10 to 20 yeah i'd like to think and the point is this this is actually sort of it's very very hard and i really struggled to do it at birth and i still am mm. to remember that this is so much bigger than any of our individual 
lives. I mean, one of my best mates, grandpa, died two days ago from mm, Corona. God. But that'll be one of thousands. It's sort of like, okay, well, even if we're stuck inside, we have our life, we have our family. We've got a roof over our head, haven't we? And, you know, this will pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had a a really sort of deep chat with my mum 10 days ago. Because just because it was it was a feeling of right, things have got to change now. Like what what works for me right now doesn't work for me anymore, and I'm really not sure where to turn, what to do. Most of my friends work for big corps, as I'm sure James you found as well. So their wage is still coming in; they're still working from home. And I said to my mum, like, it makes me think that ugh, all of these life decisions up to this point, from the moment I left university and didn't take a job at a bank, were stupid and naive. And and what what have I done? Sort of feeling. And yeah, my mum said like, well, <laughs> you can't look at it like that, but you've also got to remember that that this is is bigger than that. Mm, and mm, and mm. things will get back to normal eventually. And, and, and the other thing I think is, is great is with all the things that you're doing, you are having an effect on other people. And I would think in most instances, it's a very positive effect. You are helping people through it. Now they, you know, and you're seeing that no doubt by the level of engagement that you're seeing. And probably the individual DMs, you'll probably have gotten, or you will do over the coming months, some very personal direct messages from from your fans where you might have not had the time in the past to answer them all. And this will be, be, as I've said to people before, this is a great time to build your audiences, build um, and connect even greater. Uh, So that's why I think influencer marketing has has got a great future, to be honest. And I think that going back to that point of connecting with people, you know, although it's been labeled as social distancing, Mm. it's not it's not actually social. It's it's just physical distancing. I I do these daily emails, which I send, you know, to about five thousand, six thousand subscribers. And and last night I was just saying that although we've got this physical distance, you can still socialize with people you know I, I i try and call my friends every single day you know nice. three or four of them and and have a little catch up have a FaceTime, and like you said it, it's something that i just didn't have time really to do before this and and it's the same with our followers i'm now actually replying to people's dms which i just wouldn't even look at uh, you know before this and amongst all the hustle and bustle mm. and it's a really nice opportunity to actually hear and speak to other people who you know you don't know and i guess look up to you and and want your advice and then you know that they're going to walk away from having yeah. spoken to you feeling better exactly. and that might just be the boost that that they've needed you know, for a long time exactly. and, and might keep them going for weeks mm. it's quite humbling yeah. isn't it to be fair oh Very. incredibly yeah, yeah. It, it's i mean james i mean you would have I, I did my first live workout yesterday and like the, the sort of outpouring of like gratitude it really is enough to make, make you feel really good about yourself. You know, it makes yeah. you feel like you're like, I'm actually doing my very best to do my bit here and, and it's working. And interestingly enough, sort of back to the influencer marketing side of things, this is the most engaged my following's been for a while. I'm the most engaged I've been with them because I'm at home and I'm not having meetings in London. I'm, every meeting's a phone call. Mm. I'm not having an hour of travel uh, uh, mm-hmm. to get there, an hour of travel back. You know, I've got time to actually focus on things that are productive towards my audience and my engagement. The um, the immediate reaction from everyone, well, from from brands and stuff, was was understandably in this in the panic was well, let's stop everything. And I think that creates a bit more of a snowball effect to this crisis becoming a bigger crisis mm. because people still need to buy food, people still need to buy clothes, yeah, people still need to to, to crack on, yeah. So, sort of calling a halt on things actually when when they're probably at their most engaged 
doesn't really make that much sense. It, but on the same note, I completely understand the panic. I think there are brands that do want to do stuff, but they're just not sure about the tone or getting it right. But I do think as this develops further, we are going to see uh, people wanting to to uh, to do stuff um, that is uh, supportive. Um, I mean, stuff like restaurants that have suddenly been had to shut down, being able to do local deliveries to the neighbourhood. I mean, I've I've seen a leaflet here in my on my in my village where where the parish council have gotten all of the uh, the pubs and the various places uh, like a support network, and I thought well, that's really good, you know, um, which 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 is yeah. which is fantastic. Anyway, let James, let's talk a little bit about uh, something else, shall we? So you were very popular from the TV show Survival of the Fittest. Was that the catalyst to start building your Instagram and influencer business? Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, I'd. I'd built like a, a small following prior to that through my rugby playing days because that was that was my initial career path. And, you know, the show obviously did wonders for my socials and it was a good thing that I managed to get so far and, and got to the final. And, you know, I loved every minute of it. I don't regret don't regret going on it. What's quite nice is that the show doesn't exist anymore, so no one knows I was on it, which is perfect. Uh, I've obviously lost some of the people who just followed me initially for that and then, you know, weren't, weren't interested. But I think the most important thing for me is I've now almost like transformed my audience from people who are watching me on the show to, you know, a, a small minority who have continued to follow me, but then also people who have come for the right reasons mm -hmm. and, and, and are coming to buy in. You know, I, I don't really... I, again it's 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 such a problem in i think in the influence world is everyone just looks at like the following count and how many followers do you have and do you have a blue tick but like, i genuinely like could not care less i think for me it's about having people who follow you who who really buy into you and and again it's that community thing it's it's you know you feel like every one of your followers you know really enjoys your content engages with it and is benefiting from it you know i don't i would rather have less followers and everyone's kind of engaged than mm. have you know two million followers and and half the people don't really care and that's what i think where brands are looking more and more now as influencer marketing becomes more established uh, engagement is is everything so rob tell me a bit about um the lean student chef that's quite a cool name to have how did you come up with that <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, funny enough, I guess the same as James feels about it. Like when I started with the Instagram stuff, it was a long time ago. I just left university and gone to drama school and I was cooking quite a lot. I was training quite a lot because I kind of had time as you do when you're a student. And I was living with a friend actually who's now in advertising. I say that just to paint a picture of the kind of person he is. He's very much an advertising kind of ideas and let's try this and do that la 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 i was speaking for both of us living at his family home he was like you should get your recipes on instagram <clears throat> and at the time i was like well there's no point in me doing that there's so many people doing it and i guess it's probably even worse now it definitely is but there's so many people doing it like there's <laughs> there's no point and then he was always trying to think about a way to make it different and we settled on the the recipes costing less than two pounds and started posting content. Well, actually, I think, I, funnily enough, I had a couple of friends who are a girl called Annie Openshaw Blower, who's Annie Openshaw on Instagram, and Elliot Burton, who was my housemate at uni, who's Elliot B. Fit. And I think Annie had started her Instagram by then. It was actually called Breakfast and Brunch then. And she was doing like brunch recipes and stuff. And I spoke to her about it and I was like, I think you're starting Instagram. <laughs> and bless her, she was really sweet. She was like, yeah, great idea. Build up some content. Um, <laughs> and probably was thinking, yeah, good luck, mate. As I sort of naively started on this road and she'd already got up a pretty decent following. And she said, yeah, just make sure you build up enough content so that when you start, you can post every day for a while. 
So that's kind of what I did, built up a load of content and then started posting. And at the start, it was a lot of work to get the page to start growing and get some momentum up. Eventually, yeah, it started to grow and grow and then it leveled out and now it started growing again, which is great. But yeah, it's an odd one. Because <laughs> you've done some great work with the BBC, I think, haven't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Again, like these, these. I'm, I'm sure James will probably testify to this. It's actually humbling and kind of overwhelming the opportunities that have come off the back of of people kind of believing in what I'm doing on Instagram. I mean, this BBC show is sort of something that, in my wildest dreams, I, I wouldn't really have thought would ever happen. Again, it's gone out well, and funnily enough, it's actually probably more relevant than ever. It's called Kitchen Starter Pack, um, okay. and with people being stuck at home right, right now, it's probably right, a bloody right, right. good place to start. Uh, if you want to learn to cook it's really so, good yeah. guys go and watch it <laughs> <laughs> and what's your favorite what's 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 the most popular recipe to be honest pasta is always a popular one like, yeah. people love pasta and it's easy to do well i won't do any spoilers but there's a few little things that, that can make cooking pasta a lot easier mm. um well, well, well i'm, I'm saying i'm guessing people are cooking more now aren't they or they're experimenting with stuff where they wouldn't before so uh you know, you should have, you know, lots and lots of people looking at the videos, uh, which is which is great. Yeah, it's suddenly sort of popular again. A lot of people tagging me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm just a chef on, on TV. And it's like, yeah, it's strange. But I, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention, I, I am, I'm about to sort of, the reason I started saying it was so long ago, the Lean Student Chef and how that came about, was obviously I was a student and it was sort of, that was a big part of my life then. And obviously now that's changed. So I am... Maybe even today, actually, or tomorrow, going to change my tag. You are, your identity. You're going to change your identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, which is, no which is a big, way. Yeah, which is, which is a big sort of scary step. Can um, you tell us? Yeah. What, what, can I tell you what? Can you tell us what, what, um, what the new identity is? Oh, it's just going to be Rob underscore Eads. The one oh. I was born with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's going to happen in the next couple of days. That's great. That's good. The That's artist good. formerly known as Lean Student Chair. That's Prince once. So. Yeah, you're like um, you're like P Diddy when he changed to Puff Daddy. Or whatever. <laughs> I'm like Yeezy. And, and and James, what what are some of the standout uh, collaborations that you've uh, you've done? Oh, um, I'd probably say to date that the, the biggest one I've just done I've just signed with Under Armour, which for me was like a huge one because. You know, particularly in the fitness world, sports world, you know, that you've got the dominating brands like Nike and Adidas mm. um, and Under Armour came about over the last kind of month or so. And it was just one that I really, really, really wanted because I'm wearing sports stuff pretty much, you know, all day, every day. And um, it's an amazing brand. They, they've got a big dominance in America and they're trying to kind of break into the UK market a bit more. Their, their clothing is insane. They've got some really great ambassadors on board, you know, The Rock being kind of like the legend. Really? Um, wow. So that was, that was good. And then I think it was funny because I had a big transition in terms of brands who I work with. I did a lot of brand work, almost like too many partnerships but like small ones whereas now I, I, when i've signed with my new agency i've focused on a kind of lot more long-term partnerships with bigger brands just because i think it looks more authentic it feels more authentic it's it's easier just to incorporate into your day-to-day -day life yeah um, that's the trend isn't it really long-term partnerships definitely. yeah and it honestly as an influencer it's so much easier working with a brand that you're kind of using all the time and you're not 
you know, and naturally fits into your lifestyle. There's been some challenging ones in the past. And, and again, like I, I never work with a brand that, that I obviously don't believe in. And I have this motto where it's like, you know, would I sell this brand to my kids if I had kids? And, and if it's a no, then, then I wouldn't work with the brand. But yeah, it's been good. I did Super Dry. That was a fun campaign before Under Armour. I've done a couple of big protein brands as well. But it, again, it's kind of all fit, fitting much more into what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah, yeah. No, relevance is everything, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So social media is going through the roof at the moment. The numbers are quite staggering. Uh, one of them in particular that uh, is getting a lot of headlines and has so for the last year or so is uh, is TikTok. So are, oh, either, are, are either of you of, of either of you on TikTok? <laughs> yeah, I joined. I joined last week. I was planning to join about two months ago, and again, it was one of those things where I just had to prioritize launching like my online fitness business rather than jumping around my living room dancing to music so <laughs> i thought what a, what a more perfect time um and i actually did i did a video about two days ago and it's on like it's on like two hundred and sixty thousand views it's <gasps> mental wow how, yeah how how quick it picks up but yeah. it is you do have to be careful it's it's addictive you know i i went down a tiktok hole in of about 45 minutes before bed the other night before <laughs> i'd never come out <laughs> what about you rob you you on it yeah, yeah, I definitely second that. I just watch animal videos on it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I, I mean, I, I also, like, I've got ambitions to make content on there, but um, I haven't quite got down to the dance around my living room. listen give it a week you'll be doing that (laughs) but but it's 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 actually i think what is important to to mention though uh is the content needs to be different on different channels doesn't it you're Mm. talking to a different audience and you're uh you're trying to get over something different although people like dr alex for example has been on tiktok and some of his about the the washing hand videos you may have seen Mm. uh you know that's gathered gathered quite a lot of traction yeah there's also people who do you know little workout clips on on it it's just what i like about tiktok to i used to slate it before joining it and and now i think it's the best thing ever um Mm. but it's because i like the fact that it gives people the options to be creative it's such a creative platform and it is yeah um you know i, I just think with something like that it also again it, you know you see families doing it you see like grandparents getting involved like dogs cats mm. it's just it is and, and you do feel like you're again in like one big happy community and no video is negative it's all so positive and happy which i think in this downtime or this t- time that we're in at the moment will be a very important to connect people through this yeah i think it's also a platform apparently it's one of the 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 platforms at the moment that has more more content on it than than users so you know instagram is is just now flooded with users and it's very hard to kind of make your content stand out but tiktok apparently is is almost like the opposite like there's there's more content than people Um, and and so there's an abundance of opportunity to kind of have your content seen yeah i mean i'm not sure how long it will last until there's more users than content but um and and, but do you think there's going to be more influencers and creators that will now come out of this uh that perhaps wanted to start a career in as a being an influencer content creator and now have the opportunity to to build that audience yeah i i really do i mean i think you know the way that i i saw my video blow up in like two days and no one knows who I am on TikTok. You know, I, I just think it's it's a really good a way in, I think, for people who have got time on their hands, who are creative. And again, I think what's nice is 
for someone like me on here, if I share a video from my TikTok or my Instagram, it shows people a different side of me. It's not all just straight fitness and health talk. And I think people like to see that you're also just a normal human who likes to have a bit of fun. Yeah. So I I, I think it's, that's why I think it's good, you know, having a number of different platforms um, where you can kind of show different sides to you. It's funny, I, James and I are friends, we chat a lot and like, and we, we obviously kind of know each other's personality outside of just that Instagram bubble. And he's right, like it's, it's we're both sort of silly, <laughs> sort of kind of childish. Um, and TikTok's such a great way to sort of show that. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I should do some more TikTok stuff. <laughs> yeah, honestly, Rob, yeah. Rob just, just set aside a couple of hours a day and you'll be surprised <laughs> with what sort of content you can come out with. <laughs> So lastly, guys, I just I, I wanted to ask you, you're both members of the BCMA, Branded Content Marketing Association. Um, why do you think it's important to have a voice for the influencer and content creator community? Do you know what? It's funny. James probably the same. Well, I, I'm an actor, like trained actor and model, and I've worked in both those worlds. And as an actor, we, we've got equity, which is sort of the union as such. It's slightly different, I know. But... It means as an actor, you have rights in the workplace, you get fair treatment, you, you don't get taken for a ride, you, you have a level of sort of authenticity and respect about the work you're doing. Modelling is kind of a different bag. There is no agency. Managers take 30%. You're really sort of taken for a ride. And there's definitely a danger of this marketplace becoming like that without something to pull people together and make people realise that they have a voice and that they don't have to be taken for a ride and that it can actually be a sort of fair functioning marketplace that works for all parties. So getting something like that, that works and sort of brings more authenticity to what people are doing and helps to sort of shuffle the sort of cowboy influencers, as I call them, who are promoting boom bod and body weight tea and all that kind of thing. Anything that can try and sort of shuffle them out the side and make them less credible is definitely a good thing. Mm. What do you think, James? I completely agree. You know, we're we're all in the kind of same boat here. And I think a lot of us experience the same problems in this world. And like Rob said, on the modeling side of things, it's very difficult and it's very challenging. And you almost feel like you're just by yourself trying to fight against getting paid on time and and brands, um, you know, keeping you on set for longer, et cetera, et cetera. And I think having kind of team of, of influencers who are very much going through the same experience on the same page, learning from each other understanding different kind of difficulties we face is it is great and i think all it does is it, it just further enhances people's understanding of it and and again i think once you realize that something like this is quite powerful and you see that each and every person is trying to do the very best they can and with the platform that they have and mm. is going through the same problems and you're talking about that and coming up with solutions and you know, understanding how better to work with brands is, I think it's just, it just benefits everyone involved. Influence, the global podcast that shines a spotlight on the influencer marketing industry. So that's it for another edition of Influence. Please make sure you subscribe and listen to some of the other episodes. You can find them on my website, gordonglenser.com or the BCMA branded content marketing website too. Always happy to find out about um, topics and guests that you'd like to hear about. Just drop me a line, Gordon at gordonglenister.com. So until next time, it's bye from me. Mm-hmm.